When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It appears as though we are in a recording state. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Hello, dread. Coming to podcast with you again, and you brought me a present this time. I did. Uh, let me hold it up to the screen. It is a uh, pocket yeah. copy of the Constitution of the United States with amendments, including the Declaration of Independence, which is not part of it. it was actually no. uh, signed some 23 years prior. No, 13 years prior. I believe you on your math, but yeah. Declaration 1776, Constitution 1789. There you go. There are several common signers. Yeah, which was interesting. One of whom is um, Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Inventor of the light bulb. (laughs) No. No. Uh, An early enthusiast in the possibilities of electricity. I don't think he got... No, he didn't get very far. And I don't know if I believe that whole kite and key thing or not, but... You are, uh, you are a handsome, powerfully built skeptic. <laughs> and you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I I, thank you. So uh, it's interesting that you bought me this thing. I, uh, yeah. of course, have it committed to memory word for Naturally. Word. No, I don't. But I did have to spend uh, quite a bit of time studying it in law school and often. Yeah. And then I, I have uh, sworn to uphold it and defend it twice to, on two separate occasions. Once. Uh, when I was commissioned to the United States uh, as an army officer and the second time when I was uh, sworn in to the Forsyth County Bar in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Uh, both um, oaths are quite similar. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so what happened was... I'm a double oather. A dother. <laughs> a dother. <laughs> Um, I doth, I doth you know protest too much. So, so I, uh, I heard somebody talking about a pocket constitution and I was like, what the, what are they talking about? and I figured, okay, it must just be like a small bird, which it is. It's a it's smallish theoretically could fit in your pocket size. Not theoretically. Depends on your pocket. I suppose. I got a but, pocket. Does it fit in? Yeah, it's, it's pocket sized. Um, but, uh, so I heard somebody talking about, it. I looked it up on the internet and in as much as you are seeking for justice on a regular basis. But you know what really inspired me? And I, this, I don't want it to get, I'm not going to get all mushy, but maybe a little. Uh, I have sat back many times uh, looking at the state of affairs of our nation, our state, or, or even just our local municipalities and thought to myself, what can I do? What can I do? And so I, you know, I do what I can. I lead and I, you know, I try and help and I try and inspire others and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Paxer's, Dave Redding is a guy who puts on the combat boots, gloves up, and uh, and heads into the ring. And I 
you can agree or you can disagree with why he's doing what he's doing in the North Carolina schools. Uh, but that is a direct way I feel right. to try and make a difference that uh, not a lot of people can make. It's an opportunity and a, uh, a privilege. And I, I know he sees it as a responsibility. And so I just was thinking about uh, lawyer and stuff. I saw that pocket constitution. I said, you know what? I it probably won't mean anything in a great deep way. As far as having the constitution, you can probably look it up on the old Googles any old time, Well, but it was my attempt to bring something, just a little token to say, man, uh, I really appreciate what you're trying to do, man. And I appreciate it. Awesome. I think uh, more people should give the gift of the constitution. In fact, it'd be kind of cool to have one, uh, a leatherette edition. Ooh, I like where your head's going on that. And, uh, and have your from the, from dark of dark, the darkest of all. You might be onto something and there. And then uh, <gasps> hand a pocket constitution. I uh, one time call, had a, a call on the phone from the good people from the Gideons oh, Society. Yes. The Wee Bibles. <laughs> and we think of, they're actually, well, okay, good, good point. They, they actually, uh, it is a society very narrow in scope, um, but they, they give away bottles. Yeah. I mean, right? every hotel room in America. Right. So people, th- I just... I don't know. I thought of them as just for some reason they would just roll up to hotels <laughs> and, and and here's your Bibles. I, Stick them in there. Yeah, maybe I even thought. I, I mean, I just never thought really thought it through. Yeah. Um, but apparently, it's it's they don't just do hotels. They, they do a lot of people. Anyway, point being, uh, I think it just it started my uh, law firm. This is 2007 and 2000. I was just by myself there, just mm-hmm. by, you mm-hmm. know, sitting there working by myself. Way back when. Phone rings. Uh, is this Dave Redding? Yes, yes, it is. This is the Gideon Society of Cabarrus County, I think it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, for uh, non-Western uh, North Carolinians, is the next is one county to the northeastish of yeah. Charlotte, Mecklenburg County. I said, "Well, hello, Gideon's Society of Cabarrus County. How can I help you?" Uh, they said, "Well, we want to help you." And I said, "In what manner?" And I said, "We would like to deliver to you a." Uh, a Gideon's Bible. And I said, you know, I didn't say, how'd you get my name? I said, well, thank you. Uh, I have several copies of the Bible and I wouldn't want you to waste one on me. It's like, not a, there's no way to waste the Bible. Bible can't be wasted. <laughs> That's a pretty good answer for that. <laughs> and I said, okay. I wasn't actually sure that right? this was, I don't know how my name got on their list. I don't know why I'm sitting in my office. Anyway, a uh, gentleman says, when would be a good time for this Bible to be delivered? And I look at my calendar. There's like nothing on there. Anyway, we like uh, next Thursday. Well, I think yeah. we put it. It's like two and a half weeks. So we got to send somebody to your office in right. two and a half weeks. I'm hoping certain, they'll forget. <laughs> at a certain time. And I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's great. Hope, hope to see you then, Gideons. Uh, well, it won't be me. It'll be one of our representatives. I said, um, oh, okay, good. You know. Uh, anyway, um, I've completely forgot about it. Two and a half weeks later, uh-huh. at the appointed time, <laughs> I walk over. I'm like, "That's weird." Who the what? Nobody caught. It. Oh, yeah. Open the door. It's you, Gideon. And uh, guy, the way, and he and he's standing there, and he goes, "Hey, hello. My name is Fred from the Gideon Society." And I said, "Hello, Fred." And I started to remember, and he like presents he it. Presents it. Like, like presents uh-huh. it. I, I took it. Still have it. I said. So thank Isn't you, that thank you, Fred. He goes, this Bible, I think he said something like, this Bible for you from the Gideons Society. I think it was like some yes, things. Yeah. Later on, I was in a Bible study, you know, like a year later, uh-huh. 
it's just random Bible study I started in, uh, in Charlotte. And it had kind of funny people show up from time to time. I don't know why they came or how it worked. Right, but right. one day this young guy shows up and we're talking. I said, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, I'm an engineer or something, but that's not my passion. I said, what's your passion? He goes, I work for the Gideon Society. <laughs> Are you serious? And I said, of Cabarrus County? And he goes, no, no, of Mecklenburg County. I don't know why. Like, so I don't know why. And I told him my story, my Gideon story. And he goes, uh-huh. oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That's the yeah, way it works. That's, that's goes, the way it is. And I said, so uh, why do you do that? He goes, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to serve the Lord. Huh. By, um, and, he did, and he goes, by presenting Bibles to people. And he did the same thing with his hands on. <laughs> so it's interesting to you. Uh, anyway. I like where your head's at. Though. From time to time, yeah. people uh, very kindly give me books. Sure. I say, you know, this is a great book. And I read it, it made me think of you, or I bought, right. I saw it, I haven't read it again. You know, yeah. And I, and I read those books. So I make a, I have a, in my office. Oh, see, I've seen the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm always very honored by that. I don't think I've ever given anybody a book. Hmm. That's just not, not true. Did I give you a book? You, well, you've given people your book. Oh, no, that's not the same thing. <laughs> You're a book I read. You must read it. You know, it's like, no, I mean. <laughs> I see. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. Like something that you read that you In fact, like, I don't think I've walked. A butcher's word type book. I think it's very rare that I've given an, a book that I've written to somebody. No, like, it's, I, I, think I it's, know I've gotten, given plenty of them. Well, I just feel like it would on be. On your behalf. But it would no, I, be. Uh, I, gave, I, I, gave, I gave Buggles a copy of Free to Lead, uh, my new Blake. Oh, yeah. Because he, uh, he was like, I want to know more about this organization. I said, well, there's a book. And uh, he goes, oh, I'd like a copy of that book. And I so I and you think to yourself, if it will shorten, I've got a stack of them. And yeah. I gave him a copy. He goes, Did you write this? I said, OBT, and I wrote it, and I signed it for him. And he was very appreciative. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he was like, Why did you write? Why did you say this or that? And I was like, Wow, I can't remember. <laughs> How is Buggles on the whole accelerating? Is Bug- Buggles got a job uh, at Panera? Nice, the uh, South Park Panera, which is a very nice. Panera. Did you make it clear you're not going to go over there? No, why would I say that? No, you're not going to move your morning spot. No, no, from there he, to he, South Park. Just he for... made it clear. Oh, it's funny you just said that. Really? Because I didn't get what you meant. He's like, I'm gonna, so I'm not going to. He's he's previously was in Poppy's pretty much. That's every right. So guys, uh, just if you missed the story, Buggles. Uh, and I don't remember Buggles' real name, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Buggles is a guy that that had been kind of observing Dread from afar at Poppy's, which is the local bagel torium, uh, where Dread does most of his whetstoning, and kind of walked up on Dread and said, nope. "Hey, man." Sorry, no. Am I getting it wrong? Because <laughs> that's making me sound good, and it ain't it ain't good. Shh. I'm, no, you you got the fact a major fact wrong. Which is what? I I walked up to him after years. Oh, and you finally saw of him. seeing him and kind of avoiding him because okay, yes, I was going to leave like some of that. I have this private time. Yes, that I like to get there early and have my uh, healthy rap thing and. Um, tweet out some annoying stuff to, to people, <laughs> which is funny. Not to go drift too far. Like yeah. this morning, I got a little fired up. Yeah, you did about the governor's a uh, couple things that, that happened. I was not super fired up, but just no. I'm frustrated by the arbitrariness. Yes, of the, this 100, 100 or the ten thousand or whatever. I'm I just, just can't. And I was like, well, head spin. Why? I don't like rules, Frank. You know that. Well, that's anyway, because they don't work. But they anyway. don't work anyway. So. Uh, F3's Octum baby came through the line and he walks over and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, nothing. He goes, man. And he started arguing with me about one of my tweets. I was like, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, well, what you, what's your point? Well, but you're dragging us off the point. Oh, okay. So, so let's, let me get back. Not, okay, so look, this is my... Right, this I'm is skipping this, all that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Right, go ahead, you go just ahead. got it so wrong that it's going to portray me in a good light, and I shouldn't. So anyway, I've seen this guy for three years. Right. He's in poppies at the same... And I did not want to engage with him because I meet my blades at eight, and the period before that, I want to be able to... Yeah, it's your time. Absolute, you know, time, right? Yeah. So in that time, I'm... You know, and uh, I could tell he's kind of a talkative guy. He likes to talk to people. And I was like, I just don't want yeah. to do that. So I just avoided talking to him. And uh, he's a very super friendly guy and uh, looked like he would meet, you know, had, yeah. had a desire to talk to people. And, right. uh, you know, I didn't do it. And then, um, you know, I finally, um, when COVID hit and uh, Poppy's uh, morning trade reduced from brisk to zero. Actually, me and, yeah. me and both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so on the stoop outside. We could, yeah. Well, you couldn't sit down in there yeah, anymore. You could go in and get you can yeah. get your thing to go. And they were struggling financially. I thought I assumed, and uh, you know, um, people really were afraid to come in there. I guess. Yeah. Well. So anyway, he's still showing up, and so I bugging. Suddenly felt like I really should have talked to him. You know, a long time ago. Anyway, I walked up to him and say, "Hey, man." I want to introduce myself. Glad you're, you know, sticking it on poppy on this. But I should have done it a long time ago. I felt guilty about that. I just, um, you know, I was kind of like, that's my time, whatever, <laughs> Mr. Hand, you know? <laughs> and uh, we get to talking yeah. and he's yeah. like, you know, what is it you, this is the part where you yes. almost got it right. What is it you do here? What is it? He gave me one of the bobs. Yeah. What is it you say you do here? What is it? <laughs> Who are these guys? I've been missing it. And Tom. I explained it to him and he's like, he's a younger guy. He's like, yeah. well, I'd like a mentor. And I was like, hey, that's cool. I you were looking for one. I happen to be one. Well, I didn't do that. That's another bad part. Is that instead of just saying I'd be happy to do so, I uh, <laughs> try to pawn them off on other people for three. <laughs> no, I woke up the next day. I was like, I can't do that. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. You know, um, that's why half the reason people ask me, why do I do the what's done in a public place? I said, so other people will see it, ask me about it, and that will be our best advertising, right? And yeah. Here it, and here here it is are. working. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm a terribly busy, busy person. Anyway, so I ultimately and finally did the right thing. And now we've got him going to workouts. And uh, it turns out that he's a uh, super interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's quirky. He's quirky. And, uh, but he was uh, struggling with, he had been furloughed from the airport. Right. He was baggage handler. And uh, of course, they didn't have like, a lot of baggage coming through there for a while. So he got uh, furloughed. Yeah. But was, uh, honestly and fervently seeking employment and caught on with uh, Panera. And um, the funny thing is he's not in uh, poppies anymore. Now I'm walking in. I'm like, man, I need my buggles fixed <laughs> because he's one of those guys who's just relentlessly happy yeah. and interested in everybody around him. Yeah. You know, you just, he's, he's a sunshine. Bazooka. He's a sunshine bazooka, you know, yeah, like, you, know, you, know uh, you can't. Yeah. And uh, now I don't see him except when he's, yeah. I saw him, I saw him Tuesday. You actually saw him Tuesday. He said, Tuesdays is day off, so okay. but every other morning is going to be over at Panera. So yeah, um, that's fine. Anyway, uh, but there you go. That's Buggles. That's the story of Buggles. Right. I'm sorry that I tried to. Uh, well, you were to gild it. You gilded it, and uh, I didn't feel right about that. And that's fair. I was. It was mostly in the in the interest of trying to be expeditious with our time. I know. I just wasted and a bunch I of time. Failed. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, no. It was it's a long good. story. It was a good story. Uh, and it actually it, <laughs> to make a long story short too late too late too late, <laughs> too late. No, it was a good story it was a good story and it'll, it'll play into what we're uh, going to talk to uh, talk about today on the, and on the on, podcast and on that note oh yeah that's a good idea roll it and, and we're, we're back, back. 
You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. How about, how about our man, Mike Leach? Ah, the coach. The coach. The coach. The coach and the inspiration for a former featurette. The, the Pullman. The Pullman. The, the deer and, and right. often maligned. So Mike Misunderstood. Leach, Mike Leach, one-time coach of, of Texas Tech football, then coached Washington State Huskies. Which is where I truly believe he found his calling. And uh, also a uh, a lawyer. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah law school. Oh. And football coach, just a renaissance guy and an and a out-of-the-box thinker. And One a, of my favorite people to read about. It's just hilarious, dude. I would love to meet that guy. I would too. Uh, now has gone uh, to Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, where he's coaching Bulldogs, and they walked into uh, uh-huh. LSU and beat <laughs> LSU. Pounded their faces. Pounded their faces, and he was hilarious the whole time. Wouldn't wear his mask. <laughs> of course not. Why would he? <laughs> He's Mike Leach. He does what he does. What was the comment? Uh, a good coach beats yours with theirs and then switches sides and beats theirs with yours. yours. <laughs> and that came from F3's Pipeline, who's an Alabama or an LSU guy. LSU guy. Yeah. And he, right. and he ate that humble pie right. and was, was happy to do so because hashtag the coach. A coach. Uh, the coach. But um, – I just thought that was uh, that was interesting, fairly awesome. But I know you don't care because it's football. I care because it's Mike Leach. Good, yeah. And I don't, I don't not care. I just no, you're not interested. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. And there's things that you're interested in. I'm not interested in. Right. I'm probably plenty of them. like. Um, Here it comes. What's the the thing where they feel the bumps on your head to figure out? How no, to, nephrology. Nephrology. I'm yeah. not interested in nephrology. I well, I find it terribly interesting. I didn't even know the name. I was going to say ne- <laughs> necromancy, but then I think that's... I may have made that up. Actually, I think nephrology is the study of the kidneys, but it's something with an N. I, I Doggone it. Now but there, there it formerly was a study. There was. Yeah, they would... They would read. Uh, people what? believe that... Much like you could read someone's palm. Yeah, and then you say, okay, the, 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 the occipital bone? There's a bone yeah, yeah. in your head, mm-hmm. and because it's shaped, that means you have you know, renal failures i don't know they, so i think it's more psychological why are why am i acting a certain oh, way phrenology phrenology close. yeah nephrology is the kidneys phrenology yeah, is, right. the, is the bumps so nephritis head. is a disease of the kidneys yes. right so yeah. uh, which is deadly many kidney diseases are but phrenology in fact not to send you to the wiki too many times today too nephritis is one of the leading causes of death Mm. It's far higher up the uh, than than one would think. Than one would think, you know, it's like heart disease, cancer. Um, gosh, I want nephritis to be third because so odd. You know? But uh, what's not on that list is deaths from COVID. Sorry. Let's see here. Oh, nephritis. It's a little further down than you want it to be. Where is but it? But it's on there. Let's see. So heart disease. So one, two. Heart. Yeah, go through them. Uh, do you want to, let's leave off. Do you want to just like medical or anything? Just any, any, any. Well, the top causes of, well, top this causes is the of cost of, top causes of death 
of Americans or worldwide? I can't remember. Uh, let's see what this is. This is this is for U.S. Okay, for U.S. Yeah. by percentage. Uh, this has numbers. Okay, actually, just go time. ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, this is an order. This is an order. The yes. first one going to be the most for, common. Way first to die. is the most common. Right. First is heart disease. Six hundred forty-seven thousand people. Heart disease a year. A year. Six hundred thousand yeah. a year. Six hundred fifty thousand almost. All right. Because cancer is right behind that with six hundred thousand. All right. So, so cancer, cancer six hundred. Okay. Yep. Then accidents, unintentional injuries. So sure. I'm assuming that's everything from falling off a bridge, hitting hit by a car, right. whatever thing might be. Being tarred and feathered. Chronic. <laughs> It was never deadly. <laughs> well, I suppose it wasn't. Oh, it was the you. exposure. It could kill you. It was the exposure. Yeah. Um, uh, chronic lower respiratory diseases, which I assume would be things like COPD probably. Wow, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that that's number uh, three? That's number four number after four. accidents. Okay. Uh, then number five is stroke. Stroke, okay. Uh-huh. Six, Alzheimer's. Seven, diabetes. Eight, uh, the flu and pneumonia. How many? Uh, that one, 55,000. Oh, quite a few, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and then nephritis. nephritis. I would think that if you asked uh, random people. There's no way I would have guessed nephritis in the top 10. You wouldn't have gotten nephritis. Not even you would have got most of the rest of those. Uh, many of them. I don't know that I would have. I don't know. I wouldn't have probably put lower, you know, chronic lower respiratory diseases. I probably right. put that in there. Now, I heart, didn't think Alzheimer's uh, killed people, I guess. Heart disease, I I'm going to guess, is closely associated with obesity. Smoking or just kind of general bad diet. General bad health, bad diet are all things that can contribute to heart disease. Um, Bad for the ticker. Yeah. Anything that will cause plaque buildup. So usually it's diet. Um, A lot of it is lack. So there's things you can do to accelerate it. And there's things that you you don't do that don't help you to prevent it. So the lack of exercise. Bad. Bad for the ticker. Bad Bad for the ticker. So this would be uh, sedentary, obesity, Smoking, you know, a variety of well-known health, yeah, uh, yeah. risky behavior, uh, overuse of alcohol, some of those kinds of things will can contribute all to that. contribute to heart disease, and it's America's leading killer. Number one, number one has number been one. for a long time. Hardly anybody would probably get that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Have. I, I would guess most people say cancer. Why are we on this crazy? Tangent? Well, we we were saying because we were talking about studying the bumps on the head, which was yeah. just an offhand comment right. joke that you made, right? Because phrenology is a very old. It's, now it's discredited. And, yeah, I mean, it's never, yeah. never been a thing. But I accidentally called phrenology nephrology. Got it. Doing a little transpose there. And you were like, Got you it. know, nephritis. I think the ADD is strong in the room today. Yep. And so it's probably my fault. Quick uh, butcher's word. Yeah. The fourth season of Fargo just dropped. Okay. Now, are you, are you a Fargo fan? I, you know, I only watched the movie. I didn't, I have not, I have not watched any of this series. Right. So yet. the movie was a, a mid 90s product. Yes. And I loved it. It's, it's, it's based in the Midwest, I think Minnesota mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Duluth and um, somewhere in the Dakota, if I recall. Anyway, uh, it's about dark. Yeah. So I got Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota right. is the. Right. Yeah. Right. Fargo. <laughs> somewhere in the Dakota. Somewhere in the Dakota. Is it in fact the name? Perhaps yeah, North right, Dakota. Perhaps, yeah. So, uh, you know, so you have this kind of Midwestern. Uh, <laughs> kind of aw shucksy. Uh, accents yeah. and kind of like, you know, they're just murderously. <laughs> I know. It's, it's horrible. so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, uh, Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. Right. Which so. Yeah, big fan. Then a few years ago, I mean, five years ago, they made a TV series of it. And like 10 or 11 shows. Kind of loosely based or? Really no connection between the movie Fargo and the series. And it's been three seasons so far. We're now into the fourth. Three seasons so far uh, that are like very loosely connected. They all share the same idea of being based somewhere in the Midwest. 
take place during winter. So there's a lot of right. winter coats and all. Just sadness. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and just casual, idiotic Midwestern murder yeah. and evil. Love it. I mean, they're just, I, they're, to me, they're so compelling. I mean, I just love them. And I, the fourth season just start, dropped. So there's two episodes out. Yeah, so, so good. Uh, and you can tune that in on, I think it's an AMC. See, oh, you get on Amazon. Yeah. Sort of. a, yeah. Amazon's Amazon. the only way I get anything anymore. But it's, uh, it's F3 Snoop would say, Amazon Prime, the Prime. The prime. Get that the on prime. the Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can get, uh, you can get, yeah. get it on the Prime. Canine King. Yeah, get on the prime. Yeah. Uh, so I would, uh, I would be um, in favor of folks watching that. Pretty darn good. Um, also, if you uh, like the Good Place, I love the Good Place. They just dropped the next season. I know uh, my my girls. My girls are obsessed. Well, it's back. I love it. And so it's we knew back. that it had dropped, and uh, they've been begging me to watch it. You know, the Good Place got so some racy to it. A little bit. Yeah. So there's this thing. You got to explain some, got to explain some stuff there. Hold tight. Let yeah. me just tell you how this works. Uh, so there's a company out there called VidAngel. Uh, and VidAngel, they got a big embroiled in a huge lawsuit with Disney, and which was bad. But um, Disney tried to shut them down. Because what VidAngel did initially was you could rent your movie and tack on a dollar, essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, from anywhere. And they would pay Netflix. And they would pay whoever, right? And they would filter the content. So you could go through and actually pick out and be like, yeah, I don't want any F words. Just cut all those out. Oh, I don't want any of these references. Cut all those out. And it would actually edit on the fly according to these filters that you huh. uh, had prescribed uh, there. So now it's a monthly subscription service because they got in Can you um, like filter out challenging ideas like college does now? You, you know, I don't know that it goes to that, oh, okay. that level. But <laughs> it's like voting a straight party ticket. You're just like, uh, I just clicked yeah. safe space at the top and, safe, then, and everything was fine. Safe and um, yeah. F bombs and yeah. challenging ideas yeah um, <laughs> no no it's like one category you just click safe space and it automatically it just takes out anything that would make you feel uncomfortable so i admitted i'm sorry i just no, jumped no. in i just totally, no, no, no. Jumped totally out the fine. story the, the point all just that uh, they use that service to watch the good place so it takes out some of the ah the stuff that they don't good. that they don't wish to see so, good yeah. um, but but go on what i was gonna say i'm sorry I, no no please my wife hates when i do that I, I'm not your wife. I know. So we're good. <laughs> you remember a couple of weeks ago where uh, I thought that uh, Duquesne. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, you mean Duquesne? Duquesne <laughs> University. Yeah. yeah. Was pronounced Duquesne because yes, course, that's, the that's way how it's spelled. spelled. Yeah. Like a normal person would. Uh, that's a smallish yeah. liberal arts college in uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I was laughing about it. You were completely right. But we hired a new paralegal from Pittsburgh. And I was like, you know, I said, you're from Pittsburgh. Settle this for me. Because this idiot friend of mine, <laughs> I love him dearly, but he wants to like mispronounce Disquesney uh, as Duquesne. And she's like, that's the way you say it. I'm like, uh, I don't think you're right. <laughs> she's like, Trust me. I grew up there. You know, I've only lived here for a very short period of time. Yeah. And it's, it's Duquesne. It's Duquesne. And it's, like the Elon or something of, yeah. uh, I don't know. Small private. Yeah. I don't know anything what about it. it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I start with that. So I don't owe you an apology. It's not, no, dis, dis, it's not Disquesney. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's Duquesne. Yeah, it's Duquesne. I don't know how they get that out of that, but they do. Couldn't so anyway, uh, yesterday I was working out and uh, we have a, a Cleveland transplant by the name of uh, F3's Manzel. Yes. Uh, who um, 
loves to debate with me various things. Like I say, for instance, you know, what for 200 years, what was Ohio's greatest export? And he's like, apples. I'm like, that's actually correct. <laughs> I, I said, what is his greatest export now? And he's, he looks apples still. I said, no people. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> well, it's yeah. true. Yeah. No, no, no offense. Yeah. Cause you guys, Toledo guys. Yeah. Love you. you no, know, I love you. Been there twice. Yep. Been in Cleveland with you. Yeah. We went to Cleveland. Love, uh, I love Ohio. Shahai was not what I thought it was going to be at all. It's, I, I don't even understand why everybody's leaving. I, there must be something. It's now 50, look, 50 to a thousand times better than I assumed. Ever I ever dreamt. Like the way, the way people from Ohio it moved so to malign. Charlotte, I'm like, it must be a freaking hellhole. Yeah. Nope. It's really no. nice. I will say this. I don't know the entirety of the state. Even Toledo, Toledo is so much better than watching old episodes of MASH would leave you to believe. Right. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, no. I was, no, I was just to say, I, uh, aside from F3 Slaughter, yeah. who is from Ohio and will not admit it. He's from Youngstown. Well, I, I wasn't going to say that. Okay. Because we're not supposed to tell. Right. But other than that, I, I don't know the entirety of the state. I've only been there a few times, but I've been to Cleveland a couple times and right. I've been to, to uh, Toledo several times. Yeah. And, and I've never found anything but delight. Yeah. So in, anyway, in the men of Ohio. Ohio guys, if there's any listening right now, uh, both Darkness and I love your state and do not understand why you're sending so many people to Charlotte. Now, not that we mind. Let's move to F3's Manziel. Yes. Not, very nice guy. I've been working on Prometheus here in, in, yeah. the, uh, in the village of Cotswold for quite a while. Which, that's another sticking point for me. The village of Cotswold is spelled C-O-T-S-W-O-L-D. It's misspelled that way. The correct spelling is with an A. All right. <clears throat> Keep getting Continue. text on my watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... I'm just saying they spelled it that watch, way. In, I did okay. not watch the presidential debate. Uh, for a lot, a lot of reasons. One of those, yeah. I, was, I was on the uh, call with Bono and crew for, oh, yeah, uh, for, for Grow Rock Grow Yep. So it was the exact same time. So I, 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 I wouldn't watch it anyway. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't watch it. But I found out later that it was held at something called Case Western Case Reserve. Case Western Reserve. Co- is, which is a university, which I never yep. heard of. Yep. I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Such a pain. Right? Yes, it's not, okay. it's not Quesney Western. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, Manziel, you're from Ohio. I said, well, what is this thing? He's like, Dread, that's the... That is the is the Ivy League of Ohio, I think you said. Uh, I, I believe it. Okay. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's like, he's like uh, there's this um, hospital system maybe called, I don't know, it's an obvious name, Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, Cleveland Clinic. And, mm-hmm. and apparently it's, yeah. very, it's so closely associated with client of yours. Yeah. Um, you've done some sexual harassment videos for him. Not exactly, but close yeah. enough. Anyway. Apparently, that's an excellent hospital. It's one of the best in the world. Case Western Reserve is an excellent school. And I told him, you know, that suffers from bad marketing. Why is it called that? And he said it's a combination of a Case University and Western Reserve. One was a girl's school, and they put it together. Yeah, and they just yeah. didn't think about coming up with a good name. They just went with it. Right. But he persuaded me uh, what a good school it was. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I've ever met anybody who went there. I've ever heard anybody who went there, but I, I'm willing to. Sure. Prefer- perfectly willing to believe that it's true, even though I don't have any direct evidence of it because I, I like Manziel and why would you lie? Anyway, the very next day I see that on Twitter, <laughs> Case Western Reserve, which had the host of this yeah, it was where the debate was held. flaming dumpster fire of a presidential debate, I then set up that. safe spaces for students to discuss their feelings to, about to, who, how they felt to get triggered by the debate. Triggered by the, I'm like, now you lost me, Case yep, Western sorry, Reserve. Sorry, over. You lost me. You're dead to me. You had me at Manziel and, now and you lost me. It's over. Because I think a university darkness should have unsafe spaces where yeah. ideas with which you disagree 
challenge are, you and are those debated you. and thrown around. It's like the only rule in the unsafe space is nothing. All speech must be absolutely free. One hundred percent. What has happened to Case Western University the since the moment I found out about it? Twenty-four late years, hours later, when it. When it <laughs> Sold its soul to the devil or whatever. Well, you just didn't know about the devil part before that. It just shocked me. It didn't happen in that 24 hours. But uh, after the debate, I asked my own children, high school ages they are, I figured yeah. maybe they need a safe space. Sure. You know, what do you guys think about the debate? Do you need to talk about it? And they're like, boomers yelling at each other. Why are we talking about that? <laughs> that's, that's been my favorite tweet. Yo, did I tweet that out? Uh, or, or something like that? I, don't, yeah. I read it somewhere. I think I tweeted it. But poking at Manziel because he yeah. got me on this bandwagon. I had to jump off like 15 seconds later. Right. But uh, I was like, yeah, my own kids. Don't, girl, three girls. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I heard it was pretty bad. And like, ah, uh, boomers yelled at each other. Yelled at each other. She's like, it's watching you and, and granddaddy uh, watch Fox TV. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. I was just going to say, right. that might be the most apt characterization of yeah. what that was. She's like, we're prepared <laughs> prepared for the, uh, the stridency of these two uh, septuagenarians. We're prepared for it by watching yes. you and granddad, my father-in-law, you have, you- who's also a lawyer, watching <laughs> oh, Fox no. TV and, and, and having idiotic debates about uh, what you see and don't, and don't understand and don't yeah. matter. Yeah. like, we've, All done, right. we've done a good job preparing. I just want you to know, honey. That's called parenting. <laughs> but we did not, did not establish a safe space for them. And, no, uh, and they didn't they care. They didn't need it. So yeah. I don't know what's going on in Ohio with their teenagers, but- It's uh, not just Ohio. Everywhere has safe spaces now. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm being a, just a, a wee bit facetious. A little. A little. Let's talk about courage. It. Well, what I was going to actually uh, Do, say, say? To get us to a little, little uh, transition there is you've heard a couple of different uh, tr- uh, examples this uh, this afternoon as we have spoken on the podcast of courage because according to the lexicon courage is setting aside hardship or setting aside uh fear that was thank you <laughs> you know i could have quoted if i wasn't it wasn't over there making those faces no you're setting aside fear to turn hardship into grace right? boom so so a couple of places where fear was set aside I'm sure it was not uh, necessarily the most uh, comfortable or, or whatever situation where you didn't have at least a little trepidation to draw, draw lawsuits against the, the county. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going back. I'm going back. So no, right? so, so gosh, it's such a great way to put it because uh, I want to talk about the fear part. Good. Real quick. Okay. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep jumping on you. The other one, the other one, no, this is good. Cause I think it'll set up both things. Yeah. The other one just being that, uh, you may have had a little hesitancy as well to talk to buggles. Right. Was that fear? I don't know. But did you overcome whatever that resistance was? So, okay, great. Thank so you. There we go. Thank so you just, for that. Just a couple of things. That's, that is, I've been studying. That is, I mean, Denny's level setup, like, like set, the setup at a Denny's. That was just <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so uh, the fear part, you know, we, in many weird, uh, words in F3, we, we point this out, that many yeah. words have been denatured yes. and uh, rendered unusable. We've talked about it. Foundational times. principle. That's right. Number two. Is That's why language, right? You know, the lexicon of virtuous leadership, you have to have a distinct language. Your words have to mean something. Yeah. And if you, if you, if you take away their meaning, then they don't have anything and you can't talk because nobody knows what you mean. Right? Right. 
Um, courage is one of those maligned words. Yes. And it's often used to say, to depict some act and usually speech, not act. Um, that really is just echoing the party line anyway. Yeah. Like that was a really courageous thing to say. Not everyone is saying it. Yeah. Way to go. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, so the, a big part of courage from my perspective is you are putting something at risk, life, limb, uh, economic security, um, uh, personal reputation, yeah. maybe friendships, family, love, whatever, be. because you are doing something that you believe in your heart has to be done. You set aside the fear of the result. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, because I, I think fear is another word that sometimes guys get twisted up and they're like, I'm not afraid of anything. Sure. Well, you know, well, we're all afraid of something. Fair. Fear, fear is uh, ingrained in us. You know, usually we're talking physical fear. Right. Um, so that's just survival instinct type stuff, right? You're that's right. Of something, that's right. You know. That's right. Um, so it's funny that you asked me personally, because I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. I think we talked a few weeks ago. I, a friend of mine said the other day, told me, he's like, you know, you're, you know what your superpower is? I was like, what? He goes, consistency. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did I tell you that? You, you, didn't, you mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, consistency. He was like, you know, and we were talking about the virtues. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess, well, yeah very good. Consistent. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Let me break my arm. So, myself. I went home and... Uh, consistent. Oh. Consistently arrogant. So, I went <laughs> home and told, uh, uh-huh. told my M that, my wife that. Yeah. And she laughed. She's like, that's not your superpower. What did she say it was? It's your astounding mediocrity. <laughs> and I said, what? what? And she goes, yeah. She goes, I mean that in a good way. I said, hard to see that. Tell me how. <laughs> it's because you're really ugly. Uh, no, I'm, I mean that nicely. Like, I'm waiting for the, where you shocked me with the unpacking of that. She yeah. says, uh, no, she goes, you know, most people um, are really great at a couple of things uh-huh. and really horrible at a lot of other things, whatever. Right? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so they have all that stuff. She goes, uh, you are not great at anything and you're not horrible at anything. You're astoundingly average, your average height, average looks, average intelligence, average, uh, everything. And she goes, that's a, that's a superpower. I said, how's that a superpower? And she goes, because, um, you never have to worry or care about anything one way or the other. You have nothing to lose. Hmm. She goes, anything you, hmm. uh, you know, you're you're pretty much good. Like, so she's like, are you a good golfer? I'm like, yeah, I'm average. Were you a good athlete in high school? I was like, average. I mean, what kind of grades did you get? I said, you know, not that great. She goes, no, they were average. You got okay. Yeah, you did okay. Yeah, you they're just, fine. Scraped by. Yeah. I said, but you know, you have very low. There's very low expectations for your performance. And I said, why would you I'm marry? Not sure, I'm comfortable. I with said, this, why would go you? On. Why would you marry a guy like that? And she goes, because I didn't have to worry either. She goes, you know, you would you know, muddle through neither failing nor succeeding in anything in particular. And you'd have never fear of, any, of anything to really lose. And I thought about that, you know, at first I was a little put off, but then I was like, you know, it's freaking true. It's true. So, you know, I've going never, on the record. I'm not yeah, comfortable, but go on. Well, no, I mean, go on. I it started me thinking about what applies here is this thing about my military career. And then, you know, they, I got, put into positions uh, doing dangerous things and, and you know, sc- right. scary things. Right. But um, my superpower of astounding mediocrity applied to that too, because, you know, uh, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not afraid of heights. So I'll jump out of stuff off of stuff. Sure. I don't like it. Right, but I'm not trying to get right. out there. There was out guys out there who had superpower, like they liked it. 
Yeah. I mean, I jumped out of airplanes yeah. with the guys who were like, it's awesome. And then yeah. I'm like, it's doable. <laughs> it's fine. Right. Now, same guy, uh, you know, in another situation, we were cramming us in these tiny little boxes, you uh-huh. know, submerging us underwater. Right. They're like, I can't stand it. And I'm like, like eh, man, it's fine. It's doable. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, uh, you can't call me courageous. I mean, there was no fear. Like, okay. I don't really have any fear of failing. Sure. Because I'm not really bad at anything. Sure. And I'm not really good at anything. So it's not like I would ever, somebody would say, man, I was really disappointed by your performance there. They're like, <laughs> Me too. That, was, um, <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. Like in all things, I am no more than a half a standard deviation from the mean. I mean, literally everything. So <laughs> there's never any fear. I never have any fear. You know, this is not working for you. No, keep Do you going. see what keep I mean? Going. I hear what you're saying. That's right. So I never really, I don't like, I never really have any fear. So when I do something, I'm not really setting aside fear mostly, right? So Because you don't perceive that there's something to lose anyway. I just don't. Yeah, so like that airborne school is a good example. You know, they take you through all this stuff to get you to be able to be comfortable about jumping out of an airplane. And jumping out of an airplane in the military is not like you think of when they show on TV, like high altitude, low opening. It's like you're jumping out of a, a bus, a flying bus at a thousand meters, you know, a junky uh-huh. looking cargo plane, and the the parachute's attached to a thing. to a static line to the yeah. airplane. The airplane pulls it out. There's nothing glamorous about it whatsoever. Yeah. But it has to be done in great synchronicity, you know, because you get killed if you didn't do it that way. You get all tangled up. Uh-huh. So you can't hesitate, can't really have people hesitating. So, you know, they train you to do this thing. So you know, the first, by the time you get on, you have to do five jumps at Airborne School, if I recall. It's been 35 years. Uh, so you get on it. Uh, by the time you get your first, first jump, you've been there for a couple of weeks, and they've taken you through all this stuff, this tower, that tower. You know, hopefully they've weeded out the guys who have extraordinary fear. Right, right. So, so I remember the first jump we get on, it's pretty, you know, never done this before. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. Right? So they uh, put us on a plane. I'm sitting next to this guy's in my stick is what they call it. It's okay. a squad of guys, a stick in Airborne operations and this dude um i knew him fairly well he's a pretty good guy but we got on an airplane and he was paralyzed couldn't do it by fear well one would think i mean he turned white uh you know uh, airplane takes off it's at fort benning air the drop zone is very close to the airfield you're not in the air very long yeah it's not like you know sometimes later on when you're in a unit yeah sorry let me let me, uh, let me take back what i said i get what you're saying now it wasn't that he couldn't do it it was just that oh, everything inside him said don't. He threw up. Yeah. In the 20 seconds we're in there, I mean, in this very short period of time we're in there, throws up uh, on himself and everybody around him, including me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, when they, they have this series of calls they do, you know, they stand up, hook right, up, right. You know, check, sound off, check all the stuff. And he starts shuffling to the door and uh, he did it. Right. I mean. Uh, but at this point, it's a product training. <sighs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, I looked at his face. It, it was just like a, it was a, a, a rictus, you know, like a rictus of fear, just like fear. Um, wow. Like he, he kind of checked out. I mean, it was, I don't know what it was, it was anyway. It was, yeah. So, uh, but it was controlled. Like, okay. Anyway, I jumped out. He jumped out right behind me. We landed, rolled, did all that stuff. And he was just depleted. Uh-huh. Next day we had to do it again. And I talked to him and I said, man, are you going to be all right? And he's like, I just have always been afraid of heights. I got through all the stuff we had to do. And then um, 
you know, in training and then to get ready to, right. to jump out of the airplane. And, uh, you know, it just, I, I almost lost control of my body. That's why I threw up and, um, you know, yeah, I, I just, but I'm just going to do it. So the first jump is like a Hollywood jump. I mean, it's like you had no equipment on it's during a daylight hour. So, you know, the rest of the four, as I recall, get increasingly complex, like nighttime wearing equipment and all stuff more dangerous. He gets on that plane, man. Does it. And we're always sitting sit next to me. And he's like, I'm sorry. I throw up on you. I was like, oh, okay. He jumped out every single time. Mm. That's setting aside fear to turn hardship into grace. Because I remember, I remember it. Now, I wouldn't sit inside fear because I'm- Because you didn't care anyway. Well, I didn't care. I'm, well, uh, I'm just but it astoundingly was, mediocre. Fine. I'm astoundingly mediocre. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't like it. There's also another guy in, on, on, on my stick who was like, this is awesome. Right. I want to stand go, in the door. Go. I want to stand in the door, right? You know, he's not setting aside fear. No. It's not like, you're like hey, Captain Courageous. He just, for whatever reason, he's not afraid. Yeah. Um, you know, a few years later, I'm in another school and uh, sticking us in little tiny boxes. Right. And uh, I hear this guy getting in, he's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be in this little tiny box. Right. You know, uh, I didn't like it. Right. It was, it was confining claustrophobic, but I didn't. And then, you know, afterwards, you know, I saw this guy, I was like, man, you all right? And he's like, I'm claustrophobic. And then that was horrific for me. Yeah. He did it. He did it. He did it. He set aside fear to hurt, turn hardship into grace. The grace being he did it. He, yeah. o- he overcame that. And this is my problem with the way we use the word courage now. If you ain't giving up something. Right. If, if, if you ain't giving up something, setting aside something, putting something at risk, then it, it isn't courage. So I'm going to take up what you said. That's why you triggered this yeah. meandering no, no. Tr- mental travelogue of mine is I'm not a f- that filing that lawsuit. Didn't matter. That's not, doesn't matter. Listen, guess what? What? Who has two thumbs ain't going to be Supreme Court justice? This guy. <laughs> I'm a country lawyer. I'm grinding it out. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't do work for the city or the county. They probably wouldn't hire me anyway. It doesn't matter. Fair. You know, there's some people that are hating on me for it. You know what? I've been doing this for 25 years. There's going to be people hating on me, right? It's not like I'm sitting there going, this is the biggest decision of my career. This is, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting it all on the line now, man. It's just not true. Okay. This is what I do. I file lawsuits, right? I'm a country lawyer. This is, this is what I do. Um, it's not a big deal. No one's out there going, that was the most impressive thing. You know, will we fail now? No. Hmm. I mean, is nobody's going to remember me when the days are over for my legal career, my friend. I mean, that's, I'm not building up any legal legacy. Right. I'm a solid litigator. I do well for my clients. I'm well compensated for it. I'm happy in my work, but, but I sacrificed nothing except some hours of my time to do that. And maybe kind of made some people mad. I don't know. That's part of my job anyway. So to call that courageous, I would say, thanks very much. But to be honest, it's not at all. Okay. It's not at all. Now, as far as the buggles things go, um, <laughs> to me, that was just a fail, a failure of, of mine, failure to lead, hmm. failure to follow through on the very things that I tell people and write. I saw a man um, who was obviously a guy like the rest of us who would love to connect 
and be a part of this organization. And because I had this time of day that I was like holding back for myself, I wasn't willing um, to engage with him in the way I, you know, would normally do under circumstances simply because he had the bad luck of, you know, interacting with me at a period of time during the day where I, you know, decide, I self-decided that this was my time. Yeah. So that's not courage either. That's a freaking fail. But thanks okay. for, thanks for trying. Thanks for trying. Now, courage has to involve an actual putting something, putting something at risk, mm-hmm. something important at risk and setting aside your fear of it, overcoming it mm-hmm. so that you can go forward and, 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 and take that hardship that you encounter and then suffuse it with grace. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say in my life, as we sit here right now, I can't name a single thing where I said I did that. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say it. I mean, I, but I'm trying to come up with an example. Now, this, this time, you know, but it, I'm not a coward as the song goes. I've just never been tested. Just haven't. You know, and uh, that's just the way it goes. Maybe it's that way for most people. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, maybe that saying all that and then, you know, talking about courage, may I feel a little weird about it. I do. I definitely think it's a virtue. Yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe my time's coming that, that I'm going to have to um, face down some tremendous fear of something. But since I have the blessing of astounding mediocrity, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm kind of inoculated <clears throat> from it. Um, Still not totally buying all this, but I'm listening. I, just saying. I don't know what else to say, man. No, no, I'm just saying. Just saying. I don't know I what else to say. Anyway, thanks for being my friend. Thanks for trying to, uh, to gild, uh, you know, some of the idiotic things I've done. I appreciate it. If another man doesn't tell you this today, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> now you're doing it to yourself? I don't even know. All right, podcast face. All right. Will you do something for me today? What's that? Go ahead, do something good. I will. All right. Bye. I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the tested and think there before the grace go on. Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out. Never had to knock on wood, but I someone who has. Which makes me wonder if I could. It makes me wonder if I could. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43 Feet Podcast, or find us on Facebook at 43 Feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Sure it isn't good, and I'm glad I haven't yet. That's the impression that I get. <laughs>